Thank you, Cindy, for uh, your children's sermon this morning. And I got to go to Cindy's Sunday school class today, and she taught as well, so I was doubly blessed. And how weird is it that when you walk into a Sunday school class and they are studying a book that you're going to reference in your sermon in that day and you didn't even know it. But I wanted to share a story with you this morning from Max Licato's book, Help is Here, Help is Here. And I'd like for you to imagine for a moment that you are about to take your dream vacation. It's one of those bucket list places that you've always wanted to go. And so you've got the car all packed and you are on your way to the mountains. And the best part about this trip is that uh, you took advantage of the uh, late season rates so that your trip is completely covered. So you're on your way up to the mountain, and when you get there, the resort is beautiful, the air is clear, the weather is cool, and the vistas are spectacular. It is just a wonderful, wonderful moment. You wake up the next morning, and you're the first one up. You are raring to go. You are anxious to go hiking on some of the beautiful trails in the area. Your backpack is ready. Your water bottle is full. And you've got a trail guide in one hand, and you've got your walking stick in the other hand, and you are off to enjoy the beautiful trails of the area. But your fun is rather short-lived. Because while you like to hike, you're not really a, a pro or a seasoned veteran. And when you get out on this trail, you realize that it's a lot steeper than you anticipated. And, and those new hiking boots that you bought for this dream vacation, they're a lot stiffer than you expected. And uh, you are really, really struggling as you make your way up this hill. In fact, you're, you're out of breath at this point. And, and you're, a, you're attributing it to the, the high altitude, of course, not because you're out of shape or not quite ready for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But, but you decide that maybe, just maybe, you should just step off the path for a moment and kind of catch your breath, you know, reacclimate to your surroundings. And, and, and when you do that, that's when you hear his voice for the first time. And you look back, and there's this really athletic trail guide. And he's, he's leading a whole group of hikers. And this guy is way too happy, way too cheerful for the same excursion that you've been on that morning. He's telling jokes. He's laughing, he's giving the history of the trail and the region. He's answering the questions of the hikers as they pose them. He's pointing out all of the trees and the vegetation around him and identifying the species. And, and when he sees an animal off to the side, he wants to make sure everyone in the group experiences it. And then you notice all of those hikers the, the, the backpack that you have on feels like it's got sandbags in it by this point, but none of them have any 
backpacks at all. In fact, all they've got are these little fanny packs with two little bottles of water, one on either side. And so you decide, maybe, maybe I'll just kind of sneak in with this group and see if I can be a part of their group. And then you decide, well, maybe I'll just kind of hold back just a little bit so that I can at least hear what the guide is saying but not be a part of the group. And then you realize, I didn't pay for the guide. And then you realize this backpack full of sandbags, I'm never going to be able to keep up with the pace of this energetic athletic trail guide and all of the hikers who don't have any backpacks to carry at all. And you watch them disappear as they continue to go up the hill and Maybe 30 minutes, an hour later, your breath finally shallows enough for you to continue. It seems like forever and a day, but you finally make your way to this clearing. And this clearing, according to your trail guide, is where many people stop and rest and relax and even eat a little something before they continue on their journey. And when you get there, guess who's already there and almost finished with their meal? But that trail guide and all of those hikers. And you can't help but wonder that every single one of those hikers has this elaborate spread of food before them. I mean, there's all sorts of sandwiches and all sorts of chips and all sorts of cans of soda and water. And, and, and then for their dessert, which they're eating by the time you arrive, it looks like those are homemade chocolate chip cookies. All you've got is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in your backpack, which when you, un when you go in to get it, you realize has been smushed in the journey, probably because you're throwing that backpack down on the ground so much on your trip up. You get so frustrated, you just turn around and you walk back down the mountain, determined that you're just going to eat your lunch in the hotel lobby. Day two of your trip. It takes you a long time to get out of bed that morning. Your muscles are screaming, your legs are aching, your feet are swollen. You're not even sure that you really want to go back for day two, but this is your dream vacation. You came up here to see the natural beauty, and so you force yourself out of bed. You've got your trail guide. You pick a different trail that day, and you start off, and it is no different than the first. It's still as steep as the one the day before. Your shoes are still as stiff as they were the day before. And you don't even make it as far as you did the first day before you have to step off of the trail and take a break and catch your breath again when all of a sudden you hear that voice, that energetic, athletic trail guide just a-laughing and a-talking and a-carrying on as he's taking this group up the side of this new trail that you're on, and you just let them pass, and you finally make your way to another clearing. This is the place on trail number two where people stop to relax, refresh, and eat, and you realize there they are again with that big, beautiful spread of food, and as you walk up, you hear the trail guide saying, and today for our homemade dessert, we have ice cream. You get mad, and you go back down the trail again, and you're going to have your lunch in the resort again. Day three and four, much of the same. By day five, you don't even want to get out of bed. 
day five, you are absolutely certain that once you make it down to the hotel lobby, you are not going to maybe even make it back to your room, but you're definitely not going on another hike. And all of a sudden, you hear his voice again, but this time, he's actually calling you by name. This time, he calls you by name, and you look up, and he's walking up to you and saying, There you are. I've been looking for you all week. You, your name was on my list of people that's supposed to be in the group with me, and you didn't show up. I assume you didn't make the trip. The hotel clerk just told me, No, that's the person that you've been looking for all week. And you've got this confused look on your face like, me? And the athletic trail guide says, yes, those reservations you made, they include a tour guide on the trail. They include the lectures. They include the lunches. We take your backpack for you so that you don't have to take it. Uh, they include somebody to help you all along the way to encourage you when you grow weary to, to teach you everything that you don't know about the trail and the vegetation and the habitat and to remind you of what you already know about the trail and the vegetation and the habitat. We're responsible for nurturing you when you are on the journey. You are supposed to be a part of our group. That story, if you think about it, is a wonderful reminder of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been made available to every single one of us. The Holy Spirit is meant to empower us and to encourage us when we get weary from the journey. The Holy Spirit's job is to, to remind us of what we already know about God and what we already know about the faith. But the Holy Spirit also teaches us what we don't yet know. The Holy Spirit is meant to come alongside us and nurture us along the journey of life. And that's exactly what happened in our passage of Scripture today. Jesus, before he ascended into heaven to go back to be with God, he told his followers, if you'll go and wait for me in Jerusalem, I am going to send you the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit is being sent to communicate to you that you are not alone. That as you're journeying through life and you need encouragement, the Holy Spirit is there to encourage. When you're journeying through life and you're ready to give up, the Holy Spirit is there to give you that gentle nudge. The Holy Spirit is available to you in life to help you to remember what you already know about God and what you already know about the faith. But the Holy Spirit is also there to teach you what you don't yet know, to be your constant companion to nurture you in the ways that you need it most, to lead you in the way that God desires for you to go. Just like that trail guide on your dream vacation. Today we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. The Spirit's desire is to assure us, to clearly communicate to us that we are not alone, 
that the Holy Spirit is always with us. Thanks be to God. Amen.